Praise the Lord and welcome to New Life. And we're glad that you can join us today. And we are going to be in a moment continuing on as part two of our um, sermon series, Marching to Easter. And today we're going to preach the cross. We're going to preach the cross. And you'll find out why that's important in a moment. But here, watch this first. Praise the Lord. Hey, take your Bibles and turn with me to 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. 1 Corinthians. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Acts, Romans, 1 Corinthians. Got it? And if you get to 2 Corinthians, you've gone too far. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. And verse 17, chapter 1, and we're going to start at verse 17. And don't close your Bibles today, because we do not have it up on the screen for you today. We had to send our projector away to be fixed, and so we're hoping to get it back for next week. And so, um, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, starting in verse 17. I'm giving some folks time to catch up. We're so used to technology. And I even see some of you on your phones going, where is it, 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 where is it? You know, you could type it in and it goes right there. Um, but 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 17. All of you who are watching online on our virtual, at our virtual campus, you got it on, the, on, your, uh, on your devices right there. 1 Corinthians 1.17 says, For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of no effect. Hmm. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your word today. Lord, we've been going old school today. It's been fun. And Lord, we smiles on our faces, praising you, even though we had to pick up hymn books and hold them in our hands. Lord, you're still the same. If we sing off the screen or we sing with hymn books in our hand, we're still worshiping you, Jesus, for what you have done for us. Lord, you went to the cross for us so that we could be saved. Lord, we love you so much. We rejoice in you. Lord, we love you. We glorify you. Help us, Lord, to preach the cross. Help us when we testify to somebody. We always bring it back to the cross. Help us, Lord, when we are... that we keep our, you, our minds on you, that we are mindful of you, Lord, and we ever keep the finished work of the cross before us. Because, Lord, that finished work was completed in your resurrection. We praise you. We glorify you. We magnify you, Lord. Because you went to the cross. You died for our sins. You washed us clean by your blood so that we could live forevermore with you. Thank you for your anointing this morning. Thank you, Lord, 
that can hide behind the cross so that only you will shine today. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of no effect. Our wisdom, our salvation, is centered in the cross. Did you know that? Your wisdom, my wisdom, and our salvation should always be centered on the cross of, of Jesus' finished work at the cross. That is Christ's finished work, and all that it entails is what we should stay focused on. The, and, and Paul is telling us here that in no certain terms that the cross of Christ must always be the emphasis of the message we preach and what we teach and what we must include when we witness. Because there is no other way for a person to be saved. Right? Can you get saved outside of the cross? No. That, he is the door. That is the doorway that we enter into salvation is by way of the cross. Is that right? That's how we're saved. We come to Jesus because of what he did for us. Because the message of the cross is the power of God. Verse 18 and 19, let's look at that. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For it's written... I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Mm. That's why Paul says, I didn't come preaching the gospel with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ may be made of no effect. Because God said, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and bring nothing to the understanding of the prudent. Because you and I are saved, we recognize this. This is, all, this is almost like, just even if you're brand new saved, this would sound to you like, yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. Those who aren't saved, well, they don't get it. Because they're wise in their own eyes. Spiritual things cannot be discerned by unredeemed people. But it doesn't matter. The cross, Jesus, must be preached just the same. The cross is the power of God simply because it was there that the total sin debt was paid. Giving the Holy Spirit, in whom the power resides, latitude to work mightily in our lives. We kind of alluded that in Sunday school. Do you want the Holy Spirit to be able to work in your life? Keep your eyes on Jesus. I'm going to say it again. If you want the Holy Spirit to work in your life, keep your eyes on Jesus. 
The Holy Spirit never asks us to worship Him. Did you know that? The Holy Spirit's always telling us to worship Jesus, and Jesus is always telling us to worship the Father. The Holy Spirit wants us to keep our eyes on Jesus' finished work in our lives. Remember what I prayed? His finished work was finished in the resurrection. He was born in the manger. That's part of going to the cross. He grew up, ministered for three and a half years, went to the cross, that's all part of the incarnation, went to the cross, died for us so that we could be saved, and came out in resurrection power. That's the whole message of the cross. His birth, his death, and his resurrection. That's the message of the cross. And it's a finished work. And even Jesus says, it is finished. And then... um, Gaither put, the battle is over, it is finished, there'll be no more war. Of course, we know that there's going to be Armageddon, and we win. It is finished. Right? We all love that song. And if you don't know it, Google it. You'll like it. It's a battle hymn. I know you know it, but there might be somebody out there that don't know it. And since they're on their computer or their phone, after the sermon's over with, they can Google it. Google, it is finished. And it'll pop up all these different versions. Gaither Band. I don't know how many people have done it over the years. That, that, that's the one good thing about Google. You can find good music. You can also find lousy music, too. But there's a lot of good music there. Verse 19 speaks to those who are wise in their own eyes. In effect, having forsaken the ways of the Lord. That's what it's talking about. They have forsaken the ways of the Lord. Oh my word, this whole culture is full of it now. Our nation has forsaken the ways of the Lord. Right now our culture has. We are seeing the paganization of the United States. This is why I was always upset with my pastor friends who were saying, we are living in a post-Christian era. There is never a time that we are in a post-Christian era until the church is raptured. But they laid down and just, oh, we're in a post-Christian era. No, we should have been pushing back. On our watch, we have watched this country go pagan. Now, the whole country isn't yet because the church is still here. But why do you think they don't like Christians? Why do you think they make fun of Christians? Why do they think they attack Christians? Because they have turned themselves over to paganism and they don't even know it. Look how our parades have changed. Next Saturday, just tune in the news and see how the parade on Saturday for St. Patrick's Day, who happened to be a Christian, has going to have some floats in it, you're going to say, what does that have to do with being Irish? You'll notice, because the news media will make a big deal out of that instead of all the kids dancing their Irish jigs, right? I mean, you've always got those kids out there who, who do that high-step and stuff, you know, 
dance like an Irishman, Irish girl, and, and they're kicking and doing all that fun stuff that they can do, I don't have the energy for anymore. <laughs> That's why it's fun to watch them because they got the energy. I mean, they kick so high, it's amazing. And they bounce up and down and they do all that stuff. And then you got the bagpipes. One of my favorite people to watch online is somebody who plays a lot of the modern songs on bagpipes. And boy, does it sound good. And now she's going on tour. Um, having concerts with a friend of hers who plays the violin on her bagpipes. And I'll tell you what, you've never heard Highway to Heaven before until you hear it on bagpipe. And I'm not, I, that's not one of my favorite songs, Highway to Heaven. It's, you know why that song got to be popular? This is the, the truth. It was played on the radio so much is because it was the longest rock song. Do you know that? It's the longest rock song. And the DJs needed to use the restroom. So they would put it on and play it so they could run to the bathroom. Because they had time to go. Because, you know, you're sitting there for four hours spinning records back in the day. Now they just, it's all digital. But back in the day, they would spin records and they knew they had enough time before it would go. Because it got to the end of the song and it's just off, it's because they used to have just 45s, you know? And then they came out with albums, and then they had... So they used to actually have to place the needle on the, the record to play the songs on the... Now, you will go over... Uh, last time I was at KBMW, everything's digital. Everything's on the computer, just like we have for church. And they just push a button, and there it goes. And it's all pre-programmed. A lot of it's pre-programmed, so they better be done talking because the music's going to... or the commercial's going to come on. They'll cut them off and the commercial will come on. And uh, But they've gotten so wise in their own eyes and they think that, they think that they're going to have more freedom because they're throwing off the restraints God puts on us. And you know what? They're in more bondage today than ever. Suicide rates have gone way up. I thought this was supposed to make us feel more free and more alive and, and no reason why not to like ourselves. You see, when you get Jesus into your heart and you realize how much he loves you, that he was willing to go to the cross for you because he loves you and he thinks you're special and he made you special, you're wonderfully created in his eyes. But why did he make you the way he does? Because he thinks you're special and he loves you just the way you are. Stop listening to those who are lying to you. Stop listening to the enemy of your soul who doesn't like you anyway. Don't listen. You know what you need to do is every time that enemy comes along and says you're ugly, you're funny looking, you're no good, all, 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 those, all those things that you hear, you need to say, shut up. You know, Jesus told the devil to shut up many times. Shut up. Really, you need to tell him. My God loves me just the way I am. Jesus, the example, and by the way, when you mention Jesus' name, the one who's lying to you has to flee. They're afraid of Jesus. He loves me. He made me. He thinks I'm beautiful. If you have to stand before your mirror naked, 
no, no, don't have anybody else around, just you <laughs> and your mirror and God. If you have to do that and look at yourself and say, if God loves me, because then you see all your faults, all your wrinkles, right? All the things. And, and if you can, you can say, if God loves me, I can love me. If God thinks I'm special, I can think I'm special. If God was willing to die for me, wow! If, if, I, and if I belong to God, and, he's, and I'm his child, oh, that makes me his daughter, his son. See, this is why the world doesn't have peace. They don't understand what we have in Jesus. And one time you could talk to people about the Bible and they understood what you were talking about in this country. Now they don't have a clue because people don't crackle. It's still the number one selling book in the world, but people don't read it. Every page you'll find Jesus. And you'll find his love for you. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Can you imagine your only son, your one, your own begotten son, the one who's so precious to you, and you give him over to this world of silly people so they can kill him? Father knew what they were going to do to Jesus. Paul wrote it this way, but God this demonstrated his love towards us. That while we were yet sinners, while we were still enemies of God, Christ died for us so that we could be saved. Think about that. He died for us, and it was our sin that nailed him to the cross in the first place. And he says he counted it all for joy because he knew you were going to get saved. Now, how special are you? Come on. I want you all to say it. I'm special. I'm, special. I'm, loved. I'm loved. I'm somebody, I'm somebody. In, Jesus. in Jesus. Well, does that make you feel better? Come on. I'm not talking about getting big heads. We've got to stay humble. But, but when we know how much Jesus has done for us, ooh, doesn't it feel like a hug? Come on. Doesn't it feel like you're getting hugged from God? And you know what? If you don't feel it just yet, keep saying it. I'm special. He loves me. And eventually you're going to feel that hug from God because the Holy Spirit's right there to hug you. He wants to wrap us in his arms. Oh, praise God. Let's talk again about the foolish wisdom of this world. Let's see what Paul says in verse 20. That's why I told you, don't close your Bibles. We've got to keep going. Verse 20 and 21 says, Where is the wise? <laughs> They're sure not in Washington, are they? <laughs> Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? Yep. For since in the wisdom of God, the world through wisdom did not know God, it pleased God through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believed, who believe. 
My friends, look at the so-called wisdom of the world right now. Does it make any sense? Sure don't. When we're confused about which bathroom to use, that's not very wise. Here's another one. This this will make you a little upset. When COVID broke out, remember? And we, we found that it came from China. And President Trump was getting on the Chinese for the COVID virus breaking out. And then the Chinese said, but COVID came from America. They said that. President Trump said, you're liars. It came from you. Now we have the proof. Dr. Fauci and his friends paid after President Barack Obama told them they could not do this anymore by executive order, went behind the back, funneled the money through one of the universities, paid the Chinese to develop COVID. So when the Chinese said it came from America, they're right. But when President Trump says it came from China, he's right. We were in this together. Why was our government, in any level, making this stupid virus that had the potential to escape a lab to infect the whole world? Facebook, I know you're going to put a thing on me. Go check it out. They just had a hearing in the Senate about it. And the reporters are now reporting on it. It's more that, so we, can we just blame the Chinese? No. Can we just blame the American government? No. This was a dumb mistake that should never happen again. Right? And we need to know the truth so it doesn't happen. If we don't find, learn the lessons from history, we will repeat it. Do we want to repeat COVID? No. Or anything like it? No. <laughs> I don't. I know you guys at Facebook don't want to, or YouTube. No way. Do we? So we need to learn from it and say, okay, no more. Right? And it's so hard because Dr. Fauci, being so little and tiny like he is, we all got to like him. Well, I wish he was just told the truth. We might have got a handle on it a lot quicker than we did. Oops. Somebody got infected and walked out of the lab and started spreading it all over the place. That's what it sounds like it could have happened that way. Not that a leak got out of the... Because there was two scientists who went home with it, who got infected with it, went home with it, ended up in the hospital with it. They didn't know what they had. Scientists kind of had an idea, but the doctors didn't. They didn't know how infectious it was going to be. Now, now, where's the wisdom in all that? Where's the wisdom that's going on in the world? Where is it? That's why I rely on this and God's wisdom. Because God's wisdom will keep me out of trouble. The world's wisdom is totally opposite of God's wisdom. It misses salvation altogether. It spouts freedom, but only leads to bondage. See, my friends, only true freedom and forgiveness comes by the way of the cross. 
And that's why we need to ask Jesus into our hearts. And, and now, uh, Facebook fact checkers, that comes out of here. This is my fact checking. I make sure I preach everything out of here. And we love you guys at Facebook, by the way, at Meta. Because you give us a platform to preach the gospel. See, even the fact checkers I love. Right? Because the Bible says I have to love them. I'm talking about the people, not the computer that does some that. Well, the computer does it, and then the humans go, you know. We need to be focused on Christ crucified. Let's look at verse 22 through 25. For the Jews request a sign, and Greeks seek after wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified. To the Jews, a stumbling block, and the Greeks, foolishness. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God, because of the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. Think about that phrase for a bit. Paul says, but we preach Christ crucified. This is the foundation of the word of God, and, and there by salvation. It is the cross. Jesus shines through the resurrection in victory, our victory, because of his work on the cross. What did we sing last week? What can wash away my sin? Well, we won't sing that this morning. <laughs> Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Right? That's our victory. Because Christ is the power and wisdom of God. Romans 1.16 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. For the Jew first and also for the Greek. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in a Christ, listen to this, this one will make you happy. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Why are you dragging it around? Old things have passed away. Why are you, why are you listening to all, all, all those voices that are saying, look at all the bad things you did. Come on. Look at all the mistakes you made. No, no, no. It says, as soon as you got saved, old things have passed away. All that's in your past. He buried them in the tomb. Come on. We learned that last week, didn't we? And it says, Behold, all things have become new. You are now a new creature. This is why Jesus says it's being, you are now born again. You've got a new lease on life. That's all gone. Why do you think the pillow man? You know the pillow man? You know, before he got saved, his life was a mess. He's written a book about it. On his jacket cover, you turn it one way, and it's how he was before Christ. You turn the cover, and how he looks after Christ. Before Christ, you see how he looked at a drug addict. 
You turn the cover, you see how he looks as a Christian. You know how they know that he's really radically saved? Because all his drug dealers can testify how he used to be compared to who he is today. In fact, he quotes his drug dealers in his book. He's actually got a program out there for, to help drug addicts off of drugs through Jesus Christ. He and he pays for it all. All you have to do is contact his whatever it is, um, Mike Lindell, whatever, and um, not you don't do it at MyPillow.com. You do it through Mike Lindell, and, and you can get that help. But completely changed, radically changed. Before, without Jesus, and he was lost on drugs, he lost his wife, he lost his family. He, he could tell you how many businesses he lost. He, he, he went bankrupt so many times. Then when he met Jesus, all of a sudden he gave him the wisdom to make pillows. Now he's a multimillionaire, and he employs so many people here in Minnesota. Think about that. Because Jesus, he got his, all his kids back. He's got a new wife who loves him, supports him, and all his children work for him. And he gets along with his ex-wife. Now that's a miracle. <laughs> he had to have a radical change in his life to get along with his ex-wife because of what he put her through. My word. Heart stopped so many times because of drugs. It's an amazing story. If you want to, you can pick up his book and read about his life and how God changed him. But you see, he can tell you, he could tell you if he was here today. He just preached at a, I mean, shared his testimony at a church the other day. He could tell you what, how the old has passed away and how he became a new creature. That behold, his life is now brand new. And God wants to do that for you. Oh, embrace God's wisdom. Centering our salvation in the cross of Christ and his resurrection is what we should do. And I'll tell you what, the Holy Spirit will work in our lives. I believe here at New Life we're, we're getting on the verge of a breakthrough. Do you want, I, I can't wait for that breakthrough, can, can you? My word. And we're going to see this church fill up because of that breakthrough that God wants to do. Hallelujah. The sunshine just came out. Glory to God. Oh, the clock only says it's 1015. I got another hour to preach. <laughs> no, it's 1115. I need to wrap this up. Somebody hasn't climbed up there. All the other clocks got changed but that one. <laughs> Why did he preach so long? Well, I preached till 11.15. Pastor, it's now 12.15. I missed lunch. <laughs> I'll, give, I'll get you out of here. I believe God wants to do something radical here in Wapiton and Breckenridge in this tri-state area. You see, we got a bunch of, we got a lot of young people in this community. Did you know that? The millennials and the Zers out, together outnumber every, all the old folks. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, boomers still outnumber everybody, but we're, they're all old now. Then comes, then comes the survivors, which we always call Generation X. 
See, this is why I don't go into all that stuff. We preach to the generation that's breathing. We're all one generation because we're all breathing together, right? And so we're, we're preaching to this generation. But we have a lot of young folks in this town. And they need hope. They need Jesus. And we need to reach them. And we need to reach their moms and dads and their aunts and uncles. We even need to reach their grandmas and grandpas. But we need to reach the young folks. And you know what? They're hungry for Jesus. They just don't know where to find him. It's like the old country song, I'm looking for love in all the wrong places, right? We need to help them find Jesus. To fill that God hole that they have in their life. Because we love them. And they're looking for a place that's real. That's why we preach the word, the word, the word. Because that's what's going to set us free. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for everybody who's joined us on Facebook and YouTube today. And we thank you for YouTube and for Facebook, Lord, and for all the people who work there. Lord, be, because we're kind. We want to pray for all the workers at Facebook and YouTube right now because a bunch of layoffs are coming. And Lord, we just ask you, Lord, that you'd be with all those folks. Because it's a tough time. Not knowing if you got a job or not. So touch them, Lord, in Jesus' name. Because Lord, we wouldn't have a platform without them. Thank you, Lord, for touching everybody who's tuned in today. That, Lord, you would touch them. That, Lord, that you help them get their minds and their hearts set on you. And they would... Keep you, Jesus, in front of them always and what you've done for us on the cross so that we can be saved, so the Holy Spirit can work in their lives. Lord, touch them right now. Lord, if they're not well, Lord, heal them in Jesus' name. Lord, if they've got financial difficulties, touch their finances, Lord. Help them, Lord Jesus, I pray, with whatever it is, and Lord, we, preach, we pray for the young folks in our community. It's funny for me to say that now. I remember when I was a young folk. <laughs> Lord, touch them. Help us to reach them, Lord. We love them. Because the kids of our town, the young adults of our town, the young moms and dads of our town are pretty special, Lord. And we like hanging around them, Lord. Touch them, I pray in Jesus' name. And Lord, help us to bring healing to wounded hearts. We thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you don't know Jesus as your Savior, don't wait. Just say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of all my sins. Save me. I believe what you did on the cross was for me, Jesus. And I believe you rose again. Now I want to live for you, Lord. Touch my life in Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed that simple prayer, welcome to the family of God. It's believing in Jesus is what saved you. Hey, if you got saved today, let us know. Just click the heart at Facebook. Click the thumbs up at YouTube because we want to be praying for you. Okay?
Hey, God bless you. You have a wonderful day. I will see you next time.